special, special guest. Um, I think you guys are going to be excited about him and what he does. And you're going to really like to hear what he has to say. As usual, y'all know I'm not going to say nothing except for the person's name. I'm not giving him no long introduction because I want him to tell you what he does. Um, his name is Mr. Glenn Smith. Mr. Glenn Smith, how you doing today? I am doing phenomenal. How are you? Great, 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 great. How to well, you're in Florida too, so you know this weather crazy. You don't even get <laughs> <laughs> this weather is crazy. Right. Forty eight degrees this morning. I was like, oh my God. Can't, can't do it. Can't do it. No, no, no. No. So tell the people what you've been up to. I help people with um I help people beat anxiety and depression and I'm going to start like this. I'm on my bed. I've given up on life. I'm tired, depressed. Um, and I know that there's more to life. And I just, I'm just like, you know what? You know what? I'm done. I can't take it anymore. I, I, I don't want to feel this pain anymore. I don't, um, you know, I, I am... I am, um, I'm questioning myself. I'm tired of questioning myself. I'm sick of, sick of, of my mind putting doubts in my future. I'm just done. I'm just done with this life. I know there has to be more. I'll take a loaded revolver. Right. And uh, put it to my face. I look up to the sky, tell God that he's not real. And I'm going to mm. prove it. The, the steel is cold on my face. I pull the hammer back and I pull the trigger. Wow. What happens after that is for a whole nother story, but that is where I came from. Right. You know, I, I, couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep. I, I, it was hard for me to do regular things. And I was able to get through that, that suicide attempt. And, you know, I would love to say that life was full of roses and, 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 and perfect after that, but it wasn't. And, and I'd gone on throughout the years to having been homeless uh, multiple times, having great successes, having made my first million by age 27 and been been homeless by age 31. Right, right. Um, having had to lay off so many, you know, employees, my, my business is going good. I have people all over the state of Florida having to lay them off because I made a mistake and just being, being, beat up and torn down not just by other people but by myself by the things that was in my head the the things that the 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 the, the feelings of failure the feelings of regret the feeling feelings that you know you know what my my dad was right you know what i am i am a loser you know what i am you know i can't i, I should have never been able to do I, i'm never going to get things right you know i'm never going to mm -hmm. come out on top you know having lost the job of my dreams right i found myself laying on the ground sobbing and crying because all that all the purpose that i thought i had was in that one job wow 
you know, feeling like my life is just straight out of control, having a complete emotional breakdown, never feeling good enough. Hmm. To having it all turned around and just becoming who I am today and, and being able to find my self-worth and find my value and learn um, um, how to come out of that dark, dark place. The depression, when you talk about depression and, and, and anxiety, that's a dark place. Right. It's very it's dark. Hard, it's hard. It's, it's very dark. It's hard for you to do the little things. You don't want to brush your teeth. You don't want to eat. Sometimes you don't even want to breathe. Right. Sometimes you just want to stay in your room and never come out and never see anybody, never talk to anybody. Right. Cut off all your friends. You don't even recognize who you are anymore when you look into the mirror. That's not an easy thing to come out of. Right. But I was able to do it. And and um, that's what I teach people. Because once you've been there, once you've experienced, once you've been down those dark rabbit holes, you never wish that upon anybody. Right. And so what I do, I teach people and help people get out of that dark place and, and help them, you know, get off of meds and, 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 and live their best life possible. Help them understand that, you know, you can make it. Help them understand that even though you feel like you don't see any light at the end of the tunnel, even though you feel like you can't go on, even though you feel like, you know, you're at your wit's end, even though you feel like, uh, uh, um, you know, there's nothing worth living for, there is. Right. You can make it. You can do it. And when I teach people this, I teach people from, um, from a standpoint of not something that I read, you understand? Not a degree that I got at some college with some man telling me that this is what happens with the brain. I am coming from experience. Right. Right. Having lived that, having had the, you know, those suicidal ideations, having been the one on the ground sobbing in my tears, having had depression so bad that I couldn't even breathe. Do you know what it's like to be sitting there and can't breathe and have no, no other reason? You have no reason to even, no medical reason to not breathe. Right, right. So that's who I am. And I, also, I often say, God, why in the world would you allow me to go through that? You know, why didn't you just give me help? Why didn't you, you know, teach me and show me that way? Why didn't you, why didn't you, why didn't you, why didn't you, why me, why me, why me? Because somebody, he needed somebody to be his mouthpiece. He needed somebody that can say, come this way, I've been there. Come this way, I've done that. Let me show you how. Right. And so I make it easy for people. I have a program that I put people through. I work with them one-on-one -on -one in coaching, sometimes group coaching, and I help them overcome their anxiety. I help them overcome their depression. And 98% of the clients that work with me don't even recognize who they are when we're finished working together. New people. New people. Yes. Yes. New totally new people. Well, I have a question. So I know like 
I'm excited because you're African American man doing this. And so for the African American community, it's always hard for us to talk to people. But lately I've been realizing that a lot of African American males have been committing suicide. I actually know a few that have, you know what I'm saying? And so what is your view and your feeling with that? Well, we're raised, you know, you keep things in the house. Mm-hmm. You don't tell your business, you don't go out, you don't, you know, and 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 the stigma that we have when you when you, you know, growing up for me, you you're weak, you're a wimp if you cry. You're weak or you're a wimp if you need help. You know, get up and figure it out. And da da da. da. So you grow up with these stigmas, stigmas that it's not okay to get help. That you're supposed to figure it all out. That you're supposed to be this macho man and and you know this Superman. And quite frankly, that's just not the truth. Quite frankly, everybody goes through things. Every single person. So I've been a body. I was a bodyguard for the rich and famous for a very long time. And every single one of them had one to three coaches, one to three coaches. And guess what? Every one of those coaches had a coach as well. So, you know, success, success leaves clues. If the most successful people in the world reach out for help, then how much more do you think we need to reach out for help? Right. And we shouldn't feel bad at doing it. You get what I'm saying? So I've learned in my latter years that you need, when you need help, it's time for you to reach out and ask for it. And matter of fact, you should be asking for it before you need it because everybody needs somebody, period, in the story. And the way that you get where you need to go quickly is to find someone that's been there, done that, and model them and learn from them and be, get, un, get at their feet and become a student. Right, 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 right. How do you define anxiety and depression? Because a lot of times, I work in mental health too, as well as being a coach and stuff, but a lot of times people combine the two, but it's a separate thing, you know? And I want people to kind of like understand, like if you could give me a breakdown of what you feel or what you think are an easy way to define it, anxiety and depression, because they're two different things, you know? Well, it's, I have to be careful because I'm not a doctor. You know, I'm not a doctor and I don't want to diagnose. So I want to say, and if for me to break it down, you're exactly right. They are way two different things. Anxiety, you really have like restlessness, uh, you know, the jitters, you, um, 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 you're worried all the time, you know, you, you have... Uh, um, 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 you, you, your thoughts are racing, that sort of thing. That's that's more so anxiety. When right. you look at depression, you you're you're sad, you're down, you're you 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 don't want to go nowhere. You it's hard for you to take a shower and brush your teeth, which is the low. That's the that's the manic depression. Like that's that's ultra depression. There's different levels of right. depression, but a lot of times, you know, the first level, you will find yourself, you know. Sl- moving a little bit slower than you than you than you used to to move you know not caring as much you know as you used to care you know seeing yourself pulling away from that group that you would normally hang out with or talk to that's normally where it starts and then when you don't deal with it it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper until next thing you know you're you're you have 
thoughts of, of suicide. You are, are um, um, you're just in a very, very dark, dark hole in a very, very dark, dark place. Right. Right. You're right. When you said, I heard you say you have a program. What's the name of your program? I don't have a name. It's just, it's just one-on-one coaching. Mm-hmm. I didn't put a name on it. Um, um, I mean, I guess I could put it, maybe call it dynamite or something. I know. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It blows up. Like it blows right. your whole world up. It tears down all your walls. It breaks down all your barriers. I'm a master neurolinguistic programmer, um, so I'm able to help rewrite your brain, uh, the pathways to your brain, um, uh, to to get new behavior. So basically, you know, when you um, automatically when you walk in a dark light, dark room, you look for a switch. That's a wow. neural pathway. Like automatically, you walk into a dark room, you look for a switch. That's a neural pathway. That's a habit. The, right. the things that you do, right? When you get a car, you put your seatbelt on. That's a neural pathway. Right. So we have these neural pathways in our brain, right, that, that, that cause us to have a certain type of behavior. So I'm able to learn your behavior and give you a new one to recreate, rewrite that neural pathway so that you can have something moving forward and becoming a different person. Right. And that is so important. So, so important. So in your sessions, do you have like a setup? Like if, if I wanted to do a group session, right? Is there like a certain setup? How do I get in contact or what do we do? Like, what can we expect? Because, you know, sometimes people are very visual. They have to see something or know something in order to partake in it. So what can I expect in a group session? Well, in a group session, the only difference between being with me personally or in a group um, is that I deal with everybody's stuff in, as a group, which is, so I have different programs. I normally reserve my group sessions for um, uh, people who are not able to pay like full price for my program because I, I'm going to tell you, when I was going through my darkest moment, when I was going through that, I wish that there was somebody that was able to walk with me. Mm-hmm. And I wish that there was somebody that was able to meet me at when I was, you know, uh, not as financially stable as I am, you know, today. I always said I'm going to create something or whatever I'm doing. I do my best not to let money come in the way of 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 me providing a service to help people get better. Now, I mean, granted, you need to invest in yourself, period. <laughs> yeah. But everybody not able to pay, you know, top dollar, that sort of thing. So they use a group session. So in that group session, I'll do an hour session with you privately to listen to you, to figure out what's going on uh, so that I know how to coach you because everybody's different. And then you will go into the group session and basically each group session is first come, first serve. You can ask your question or I'll give you, because I give you homework to do. So I'll ask about your homework, da, da, da. And then when you're done, I'll go to the next person. Okay. 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 And so what, um, do you have any other business that is connected to your coaching or anything like that? Or is it just your coaching? I just have my coaching right now. I am an administrator over two hospitals. Okay. Um, so that keeps me quite busy. Yes. Um, so, but I just have that. I have that business and then the administration of the hospital. Okay. 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 So tell me a success story. Something successful with your coaching. 
Oh my goodness, where do I start? Um, I had a lady that was, um, had some issues with her uh, father. And this woman, she carried hate and anger for 41 years. 41 years. And within a couple weeks, we were able to break through um, and, and, and give her a whole new a whole new way of looking at things. And let me tell you, she was so free. It, it was so beautiful to watch. Like just, I mean, of course she was sitting there tearing up, but her conversations was different. Her voice was different. Her life was different. You know, she had all this hate and anger that she had built up. It was affecting her, her marriage. It was affecting her job. She got a promotion. Her marriage strengthened. Wow. You know, her husband didn't even know who she was. She rekindled um, her relationship with her father like that. That's amazing. I have another client. She, um, you know, couldn't sleep at night. You know, she's been taking meds since she was six years old. Um, she's been totally off of meds. She sleeps great. She has no, no negative thoughts. Um, and, and it's crazy. I have another lady who had great phobias. She was afraid of the dark. She yeah. had definitely daddy issues, that sort of thing. Um, um, you know, within, within working with me, she, she's not afraid of the dark. She has a great relationship with her dad. She got promoted at her job. Like when you break these things, you don't know. And this is the thing I learned when I, when, when, when I was set free, I did not know the weight that hate and anger carries. I, I did not know how much I was carrying until I forgave. Yeah, See, you yeah. think that you're okay. You mm -hmm. think that everything is straight. You think that, you know, it's not bothering you or it's not affecting you. You don't, you, you think that, you don't know it until you forgive. See, once you forgive and that word is lifted, it's like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm a totally different person. And then you flourish. Right. See, then you get the job that you're looking for. Then you have the relationship that you're looking for. Right. Then you make the money that you, that you know that you can do. Then right. you, you, you get what I'm saying? Because you you're, you're not carrying that with you. Right. You're not carrying the heaviness anymore. And when you break through that, everything falls in line. Everything falls in line. I, I mean, it. I can go on and on and on. I can go on and on and on. I have so many, so many success stories. The one, um, uh, one guy, one guy, he was like a tyrant with his wife. And, and he said, you know, Glenn, I just want her. I, I just want to be the man that, that, that she married. I want to be the man that, she, you know, and so I had to tell him flat out, listen, if you don't change, you're going to die a miserable person. You're going to die alone. If you don't change, if you don't get this thing right, you, you're going to lose everything that you ever worked for. Yeah. And so working with me, you know, the wife, you know, the wife sent a message saying, you know, I wish that this night, you know, this is one of the nights, I wish that this night would never end. You know, I don't know who this person is, you know, but I'm so glad, you know, that, that, that you're here. This is what she's saying to her husband. You know, I wish, you know, I can't, like, it, it was so bad that this, this guy's daughter wouldn't even talk to him. Yeah. His little daughter. When, she, yeah. when he came home, she would just stay in the room or she would go play with a friend. 
you know, when I, by the time I finished with him, they were going to the park together. They were going to, I mean, it was beautiful. Like it was beautiful. Their family was completely restored, you know, and, and, and it's just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing to watch. So, you know, when you deal with anxiety, when you deal with depression, two totally different things, but when you deal with those things, it ruins everything. It affects everything, and, and it affects everybody that you're around. And so when you, when you deal with it, everything flourishes. Everything changes. Right. And so that's, that's what makes me happy. That's what, that's, that's what I like. That's your, that's your favorite part is the, the, I heard you say that's what makes me happy is like being able to support them in their needs and like seeing, I, like for me, when, when I see my clients like breakthrough, it's just like, <sighs> you know, like it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So that's what I feel that. <laughs> Yes, yes. There's no, there's no amount of money that 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 makes you feel like that. Right. It's priceless. It's priceless. So I love watching it, and I love being able to be the catalyst. Um, you know, I'm just a mouthpiece. I'm not the knowledge. You know, the knowledge comes from a much greater source. But it is, it is, it is awesome being able to be uh, used to to change people's lives around because quite frankly you're changing generations you know when you do that when you break that you're changing generations you're changing their kids kids right so it's amazing to be a part of that right so tell me about one of the struggles that you have as far as coaching goes um i know my struggle is sometimes i just get too attached so I don't know if I'm just not, not attached, but I just, I just feel everything. Like I feel everything that they're going through. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I have to like turn the video off and tell them like, give me a second because I know like I'm listening, but my, you know, my eyes are tearing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my goodness. So what's one of the struggles you have with coaching? You know, I don't think that that's a struggle. I think that that's a blessing. I think that if you have a coach that can't feel you like that, then I can't even imagine not coaching like that. So I don't look at that as a struggle. I think that my struggle comes when I see someone who's so close to the breakthrough and they don't take the step to move forward. I think my, my greatest struggle is knowing that I can help somebody, but they don't they don't step up and and take the coaching like it really it really irritates me to see somebody because i'll go through my whole client um um interview and they'll tell me that they're depressed they'll tell me that their kids don't even know who they are anymore they tell me that they want to be a better mom they want to be a better spouse they want to be better they want to do better they tell me that they can't get out of bed they tell me that they've cut off all their friends and they tell me all this stuff and then when it comes time to say yes and do what needs to be done and take up and you know and and actually take charge and invest in themselves they don't that's the biggest struggle Mm. that's the biggest struggle in knowing that that person's life is going to be ruined, that they're going to lose another 12, 24, 36 months, if if not longer, because they didn't step up. Right, right. It's like you can see that greatness in them, and you just want to push them a little bit, but we can't push them, you know? 
kind of like you got to just let them do it on their own. I can you gotta let them do it. You got to let them do it on their own, you know? Ooh. And sometimes the people don't do it. And to know that they're going to live a miserable life for however long it takes for them to step mm -hmm. up. You know, I understand the war in their mind. Right. You know, I understand, um, you know, that they that they, they want to have a better, want to be a better version of themselves. Nobody wants to live like that. I know that they wanted a new beginning, you know, mm -hmm. and I know that sometimes they feel that like there's nothing that can be done. But when you have somebody that says, listen, I've been there. Right. Let me take you. Let me show you. Right. And then you still don't go and you still don't do it. That's that hurts me. Right. That's what hurts me. That's the biggest struggle. Right. It's because I know that they can have a better life and I know that they can be a better person. And I know that, that, you know, they can break the self-sabotage, but they don't. Right, 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 right. That, you know, that actually was my next question because I know um, in the beginning you were talking about things that you went through, um, being depressed and anxiety. And I kind of wanted you to talk about the war that goes on in the mental, um, because I don't think people really understand it. And I mean, like people on the outside who don't deal with depression, who don't deal with anxiety, you know, they kind of call people who are depressed. They're like, oh, they could just come out of there. Oh, they just want attention. And they don't. They really, no. really don't. No, no. It's, it's, it is really, it is, it is classified as an illness. It's classified as a disease, as a sickness. And, and, and the things that get you to, to motivate you, that it's hard to eat, the, the, the most simple things that will help you are the hardest things to do. Mm -hmm. And it's because of the brain. It's because you don't, you know, sometimes they don't have that correct chemical that is, or that, that, that they need in that brain. And you can create that with the things that I'm teaching you. I'll show you how to do things that will help create those chemicals. But it's, it's not a choice. It's not like it, nobody wakes up and decides to be depressed that day. You know, some, it could be, it could be something in your genes. It could be something that, some type of trauma that has happened. It could be like PTSD. There's a bunch of different things that can draw you or drag you into depression, but right. nobody sets out to do it. And it's not easy at all right. to overcome. It's right. not easy at all to overcome. So it, they don't have a choice. They don't. And, and I'm glad you they don't have a choice. It's like you, you being trapped in a place that you want to get out. You have visions, right. dreams of getting out, but you need some right. help. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you need, need help. <laughs> you need yeah, and not and help. Help is not pointing fingers at them. Help is not talking bad about them. Help is not you know uh, 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 being impatient. Help is none of that. Right. Help is none of that. You know, there could have been, for instance, there was this guy. So when I was um, when I was younger. Um, and still, I give I give homeless people money, you know, right. and and but when I first started, I would always look at them and I would be like, "Man, you look healthy. Why don't you go get a job?" Like in my head, in my head, why don't you go get a job? And that's what people do to these people with depression. Why don't you just get up and do something? Why don't you? They can't. But let me go back to my story. Mm -hmm. So one day I was like, you know what? 
let me just go find out what's up with this dude. Like, why ain't you working? Why da? So I pull over. I go up to him. I'm like, what's, what's up with you? What's, what's, what's your story, man? And he just looks at me and tears rolling down his face. He explained how um, his whole family, wife, kids, dog, everything burned in the house fire. And he got out, but he couldn't get them out. And he kept trying to go back in, but the house was inflamed. It was engulfed. Right. And so he had to watch and listen to his kids scream while he couldn't get into the house and they burned to death. And and his spouse, his spouse's his in-laws called him a coward. They called him all these types of names because he got out and they didn't. And he carried that weight with him forever. Wow. All he can do is listen to the screams and listen to, um, um, you know, have regrets for not going back in that house and being a coward. Right. Wow. So wow. when you put yourself in somebody else's shoes, how would you handle it? Mm. And it'd be easy to Monday morning quarterback and be like, oh, I would get over that. Da, da, da. But you mm. know what? I don't know. Right. I don't know. With my kids and my wife and my dog, that's sounding like a country song by the way. But if my <laughs> kids and my wife and my if they all if they all died in a fire and I couldn't get out and I got out and I couldn't get back to save them. Right. right. And everybody called me a coward and called me names for making it out and them staying alive. I don't know. Right. Right, I'm sorry. I'm and I apologize. My kid, my son, it keeps texting me. That's <laughs> all right. Sorry, but definitely, I don't. I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I would do on the daily with people with the things that people tell me they go through. You know what I'm saying? I've been through some stuff in my life myself, and I made it through it. But when I look at all of the different situations and the stuff that people go through and the stuff we talk about and the stuff we coach through, I be thinking like, man, man. Yeah, I know. I know. And and yeah, even with my story, even with my story, I'm I'm I don't know if you know I'm a paramedic. And so I've been a trauma paramedic for the last 10 years and worked in a trauma center and seeing the stories and listening to what I've seen, you know, as a cop, as a, I was a cop, I was a medic, I was in the Marine Corps, you know, I've seen a lot of stuff. I've seen a lot, a lot of stuff. I've been in third world countries. I've seen a lot. I just don't judge anybody anymore. Right. Because I've seen them in messed up situations. And it's like, wow, you know, I don't even want to know what I do. I don't even want to think about what I would do in some of these situations that I've seen. Right. You don't even know. I just always be grateful. Right. Right. So right. I would, I just want to say, I appreciate you. I appreciate you for coming on today. I really, really appreciate that. And I appreciate you for being so passionate and so open because you don't have to tell your story, but I'm glad you did because other people can hear it and it can be, 
you know, like it could support them and help them. I think it's very important for men to hear other men because sometimes men, they, you know, like it's easier to relate to another man. You know what I'm saying? More than it's to relate to a female. We can tell you all these different things, but it's different when it comes from a man that says, look, I've been depressed. I have, I've had anxiety. I wanted to kill myself. I tried to kill, you know what I'm saying? It's different yeah, it's when it comes true. from that perspective. It's definitely different. It's totally, totally different. So tell the people where they can find you when they looking for your services now. Oh, yeah. And I have to send you my links. I totally did not send you <laughs> my links. I'm going to get on you afterwards. I, like, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm going to send them. You can find me on Facebook at Glenn Smith Jr. That's with one N, G-L-E-N Smith Jr. Uh, you can find my website at now time with Glenn. That's N O W T I M E W I T H G L E N dot com. And uh, anybody that goes uh, that goes on my website and signs up for my newsletter, I will give you a free gift. I'll give you a free gift. I'll send you uh, a free gift in your email and. Um, you know, here's the deal. I hate it. It's hard when you deal with anxiety and depression to talk to people like this, but sometimes you have to hear it. It's not your fault that you, and it may or may not be your fault that you are where you are, but it is definitely your responsibility to get where you need to get. Definitely. I'm going to say that again. It may or may not be your fault that you are where you are. May or may not be. But it is definitely your responsibility, regardless of how you got there, to get yourself out. Right. So you have to take that responsibility and you have to get out of victim mode and the woe is me and look, y'all, this and that happened. What happened, happened. What needs to happen now is the question where do you want to go who do you want to be do you want to be free do you want to stop the self-sabotage do you want to stop the negative talk do you want to overcome that fear of failure if you you know what do you want right. you need some confidence that you 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 want to break that compulsive thinking you want to break that depression that uh you know that you being afraid and, and being scared and being anxious are you ready to be a different person because if you are then it's time for you to step up to the plate right there's some work involved without a shell of a doubt but the help is out there right right i love that <laughs> that is good so I appreciate you. You all go to his website, go to his page. You're going to see me all the links. So the links will be in the, um, the introduction area about Mr. Glenn Smith. And I, um, thank you all for listening in. You know, this is it, my motivation. I love you all. Don't forget 